Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Tuesday, May 10th. We have just completed the observance and celebration of Passover and the seven days of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. But did you know that Passover is not really over until we get to the next biblical feast, which is Shavuot? There is the counting of the Omer, a 50-day count that takes you up to this next biblical feast. The giving of the Torah happened at Shavuot, exactly 50 days after the children of Israel left Egypt. A few thousand years later, on the exact same day, Shavuot, Yeshua's followers gathered in the upper room for a prayer meeting. On Shavuot, also known as Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was poured out in great power with a mighty wind and tongues of flames. The Omer is counted each evening after sundown. This year, Shavuot begins at sunset on Saturday, June 4th, and ends at sundown on Monday, June 6th. We are to stand when counting the Omer, and we begin by reciting the following blessing. Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu Melech Olam Asher Kitshanu Mibotav Zivanu Al-Sefirat HaOmer Blessed are you, Adonai our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with your commandments and commanded us to count the Omer. After the blessing, we recite the appropriate day of the count. For example, Hayom Yom Echad LaOmer. Today is the 24th day of the counting of the Omer. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Emor, and it means, Say. Leviticus 22, 16-33 But the Kohenim must not allow the Israelites to profane the sacred donations that they set aside for Hashem, or to incur guilt, requiring a penalty, payment, by eating such sacred donations, for it is I, Hashem, who make them sacred. Hashem spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons and to all B'nai Israel, and say to them, When any man of the house of Israel or of the strangers in Israel presents a burnt offering as his offering for any of the votive or any of the freewill offerings that they offer to Hashem, it must, to be acceptable in your favor, be a male without blemish from cattle or sheep or goats. You shall not offer any that has a defect, for it will not be accepted in your favor. And when a man offers from the herd or the flock a sacrifice of well-being to Hashem for an explicit vow 
or as a freewill offering. It must, to be acceptable, be without blemish. There must be no defect in it. Anything blind or in, injured or maimed, or with a wen, boil, scar, or scurvy, such you shall not offer to Hashem. You shall not put any of them on the altar as offerings by fire to Hashem. You may, however, present as a freewill offering an ox or a sheep with a limb extended or contracted, but it will not be accepted for a vow. You shall not offer to Hashem anything with its testes, bruised or crushed or torn or cut. You shall have no such practices in your own land, nor shall you accept such animals from a foreigner for offering as food for your God, for they are mutilated. They have a defect. They shall not be accepted in your favor. Hashem spoke to Moses, saying, When an ox or a sheep or a goat is born, it shall stay seven days with its mother, and from the eighth day on it shall be acceptable as an offering by fire to Hashem. However, no animal from the herd or from the flock shall be slaughtered on the same day with its young. When you sacrifice a thanksgiving offering to Hashem, sacrifice it so that it may be acceptable in your favor. It shall be eaten on the same day, and you shall not leave any of it until morning. I am Hashem. You shall faithfully observe my commandments. I am Hashem. You shall not profane my holy name, that I may be sanctified in the midst of B'nai Israel. I, Hashem, who sanctify you. I, who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I, Hashem. First Samuel eight one to nine twenty seven. When Samuel grew old, he appointed his sons judges over Israel. The name of his firstborn son was Joel, and his second son's name was Aviah, and they sat as judges in Beersheba. But his sons did not follow in his ways. They were bent on gain, they accepted bribes, and they subverted justice. All the elders of Israel assembled and came to Samuel at Ramah, and they said to him, You have grown old, and your sons have not followed your ways. Therefore appoint a king for us to govern us like all other nations. Samuel was displeased that they said, Give us a king to govern us. Samuel prayed to Hashem. And Hashem replied to Samuel, Heed the demand of the people in everything they say to you, for it is not you that they have rejected, it is me they have rejected as their king. Like everything else they have done ever since I brought them out of Egypt to this day, forsaking me and worshiping other gods, so they are doing to you. Heed their demand, but warn them solemnly and tell them about the practices of any king who will rule over them. Samuel reported all the words of Hashem to the people who were asking him for a king. He said, This will be the practice of the king who will rule over you. He will take your sons and appoint them as his charioteers and horsemen, and they will serve as outrunners for his chariots. He will appoint them as his chiefs of thousands and of fifties, or they will have to plow his fields, reap his harvest, and make his weapons and the equipment for his chariots. He will take your daughters as perfumers, cooks, and bakers. He will seize your choice fields, vineyards, and olive groves, and give them to his courtiers. 
He will take a tenth part of your grain and vintage and give it to his eunuchs and courtiers. He will take your male and female slaves, your choice young men, and your donkeys, and put them to work for him. He will take a tenth part of your flocks, and you shall become his slaves. The day will come when you cry out because of the king whom you yourselves have chosen, and Hashem will not answer you on that day. But the people would not listen to Samuel's warning. No, they said, we must have a king over us, that we may be like all the other nations. Let our king rule over us, and go out at our head and fight our battles. When Samuel heard all that the people said, he reported it to Hashem. And Hashem said to Samuel, Heed their demands and appoint a king for them. Samuel then said to the men of Israel, All of you go home. There was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, son of Abiel, son of Zeror, son of Bekorah, son of Aphia, a Benjamite, a man of substance. He had a son whose name was Shaul, or Saul, an excellent young man. No one among the Israelites was handsomer than he. He was a head taller than any of the people. Once the donkeys of Shaul's father Kish went astray, and Kish said to his son Shaul, Take along one of the servants and go out and look for the donkeys. He passed into the hill country of Ephraim. He crossed the district of Shalishah, but they did not find them. They passed through the district of Shalim, but they were not there. They traversed the entire territory of Benjamin, and still they did not find them. When they reached the distant district of Zuf, Shaul said to the servant who was with him, Let us turn back, or my father will stop worrying about the donkeys and begin to worry about us. But he replied, There is a man of Hashem in that town, and the man is highly esteemed. Everything that he says comes true. Let us go there. Perhaps he will tell us about the errand on which we set out. But if we go, Shaul said to his servant, What can we bring the man? For the food in our bags is all gone, and there is nothing we can bring to the man of Hashem as a present. What have we got? The servant answered Shaul again, I happen to have a quarter shekel of silver. I can give that to the man of Hashem, and he will tell us about our errand. Formerly in Israel, when a man went to inquire of Hashem, he would say, Come, let us go to the seer, for the Navi of today was formerly called a seer. Shaul said to his servant, A good idea, let us go. And they went to the town where the man of Hashem lived. As they were climbing the ascent to the town, they met some girls coming out to draw water, and they asked them, Is the seer in town? Yes, they replied, he is up there ahead of you. Hurry, for he has just come to the town because the people have a sacrifice at the shrine today. As soon as you enter the town, you will find him before he goes up to the shrine to eat. The people will not eat until he comes, for he must first bless the sacrifice, and only then will the guests eat. So go up at once, for you will find him right away. So they went up to the town, and as they were entering the town, Samuel came out toward them on his way up to the shrine. Now the day before Shaul came, Hashem had revealed the following to Samuel. At this time tomorrow I will send a man to you from the territory of Benjamin, and you shall anoint him ruler of my people Israel. He will deliver my people from the hands of the Philistines, for I have taken note of my people, 
their outcry has come to me. As soon as Samuel saw Shaul, Hashem declared to him, This is the man that I told you would govern my people. Shaul approached Samuel inside the gate and said to him, Tell me, please, where is the house of the seer? And Samuel answered Shaul, I am the seer. Go up ahead of me to the shrine, for you shall eat with me today, and in the morning I will let you go, after telling you whatever may be on your mind. As for your donkeys that strayed three days ago, do not concern yourself about them, for they have been found. And for whom is all Israel yearning, if not for you and all your ancestral house? Shaul replied, But I am only a Benjamite from the smallest of the tribes of Israel, and my clan is the least of all the clans of the tribe of Benjamin. Why do you say such things to me? Samuel took Shaul and his servant and brought them into the hall, and gave them a place at the head of the guests, who numbered about thirty. And Samuel said to the cook, Bring the portion which I gave you and told you to set aside. The cook lifted up the thigh and what was on it, and set it before Shaul. And Samuel said, What has been reserved is set before you. Eat. It has been kept for you for this occasion, when I said I was inviting the people. So Shaul ate with Samuel that day. They then descended from the shrine to the town, and Samuel talked with Shaul on the roof. Early at the break of day, Samuel called to Shaul on the roof. He said, Get up, and I will send you off. Shaul arose, and the two of them, Samuel and he, went outside. As they were walking toward the end of the town, Samuel said to Shaul, Tell the servant to walk ahead of us, and he walked ahead. But you stop here a moment, and I will make known to you the word of Hashem. John six twenty two to forty two. The day following, when the people which stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was none other boat there, save the one whereinto his disciples had entered and that Yeshua went not with his disciples into the boat, but that his disciples were gone away alone. Howbeit there came other boats from Tiberias near to the place where they did eat bread. After that the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Yeshua was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum seeking for Yeshua. And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when you came here, when did you come here? And Yeshua answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, You seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perishes, but for that meat which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give to you. For him has the God the Father sealed. Then said they to him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Yeshua answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he has sent. And they said therefore unto him, What sign do you show then that we may see and believe you? What does you work? Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Yeshua said to them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, 
but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then said they to him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Yeshua said to them, I am the bread of life. He that comes to me shall never hunger, and he that believes on me shall never thirst. But I say unto you that you also have seen me and believe not. And all that the Father gives me shall come to me. And him that comes to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which has sent me, that of all which he has given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which sees the Son and believes on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. The Jews then murmured at him, because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, Is not this Yeshua, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he says, I came down from heaven? Psalm 106, 32-48 They angered him, the Lord, also at the waters of strife, so that it went ill with Moses for their sakes. Because they provoked his spirit, so that he spoke unadvisedly with his lips. They did not destroy the nations concerning whom the Lord commanded them, but were mingled among the heathen and learned their works. And they served their idols, which were a snare to them. Yes, they sacrificed their sons and their daughters to devils, and shed innocent blood, even the blood of their sons and of their daughters, whom they sacrificed unto the idols of Canaan, and the land was polluted with blood. Thus were they defiled with their own works, and went a-whoring with their own inventions. Therefore was the wrath of the Lord kindled against his people, insomuch that he abhorred his own inheritance. And he gave them into the hand of the heathen, and they that hated them ruled over them. Their enemies also oppressed them, and they were brought into subjection under their hand. Many times did he deliver them, but they provoked him with their counsel, and were brought low for their iniquity. Nevertheless he regarded their affliction when he heard their cry, and he remembered for them his covenant, and repented according to the multitude of his mercies. He made them also to be pitied of all those that carried them captives. Save us, O Lord our God, and gather us from among the heathen, to give thanks unto your holy name, and to triumph in your praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. And let all the people say, Amen. Praise ye the Lord. Proverbs 14, 34-35 Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. The king's favor is toward a wise servant, but his wrath is against him that causes shame. Please enjoy this beautiful worship song, As the Deer Pants for the Water.
Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs> 